I mean, we can always talk about how, how Collins was late last week because he said he had a doctor's appointment on a Sunday for his kid. Oh, you know, as as a as a uh, OG daddy, I'm trying to figure out who what doctor you got and how we can get in on a Sunday. As an OG adult, I was wondering that. Dr. I'm just saying, Mark, bro. What'd you say? Dr. Maury, they open 365, bro. They don't they don't they don't close. What? <laughs> they open year round. 24, I mean, not 24 and hours. You're always there? Huh? The doctor working these hours? He was there He was there last week, and I was surprised. I thought it was just going to be like a PA or something. But yeah. no, I think it came in after one of his students. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was kind of surprised. But yeah. um, one, one of the topics was how his fatherhood changes from uh, that Mark presented last week. Um, I think maybe we could talk about that or um, depending on how deep y'all want to go, we could talk about, you know, our our fathers and kind of what that represented for us and how we parent today and, you know, maybe some differences or similarities noticed. And that's actually, uh, that's crazy that you brought that up or that we were talking about that was even mentioned just because uh yesterday was like a huge breaking point with me and my son not really a breaking point but it was a beautiful moment so like my son is one of those kids who he never like wants to talk to me you know what i'm saying like he like when i call his like i talk to my daughter every day my daughter is 11 my son is nine my daughter will facetime me she doesn't understand like you can regular call me sometimes like it's facetime only She'll FaceTime me every day. What you doing? Daddy, this is what I did. She'll give me her day-to-day breakdown. My son, he'll walk past screen like, sub that, and keep on going. Like, all right, I'm going to go play the Xbox with my friends. So he never calls me. Even when I was freelancing, like I was in LA for like a month and a half, almost two months or whatever. And dude didn't talk to me the entire time I was out there. When I get back, he busts in the door, literally burst out in tears. And then was like, I'm good. Welcome back, dad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he missed me that much where he wouldn't talk to me at all. But then as soon as he seen me, he cried in my arms for, like, two, three minutes. And then just was like, okay, I'm good. But he was under me, like, the entire day. Same thing when I had COVID back in November. He didn't talk to me the entire time. Like, I, I couldn't see him. I didn't see him for, like, two weeks because one week wasn't my week. And then the week I was supposed to have him, I couldn't see him. And so then when I finally saw him on, like, that third week, I even recorded it. It was like, I called it. I was like, he's about to cry. Cry up under me the whole day. And so now, just this past week, he's been like going to his uh, cross street to his Nana's house. His grandma lives directly across the street from his mom because they have like this little condo uh, community or whatever. And he'll just be able to hang out with his grandma and he'd be like, mm, I'm gonna call my dad today. He's called me twice. Uh, well, four times, two and he called me like three times in one day. I was like, yeah, I'm just calling to talk to you and I miss you. And it was just like, I remember when uh, his mom was pregnant with him. I literally, I had like horrible anxiety. I really feared not having a connection with him. And I think it was the fear of not having a connection with him because I didn't have a connection with my dad like that. Like, I didn't, um, 
I don't, I don't ever remember my dad telling me like he loved me except for like one or two times ever. And like my dad didn't call me until like I moved away for the first time at like 22, no, 23, when I moved to Arizona for a few months. And like that was the first time my dad called me and it was awkward. Like when I tell you awkward, he'd be like, call me. And they'll be like silence. You're like, yeah, what you doing? Nothing. All right, cool. Just checking on you. Bye. Then you can just hang up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that was weird. But do you? But do you think that's a uh, my hands ass like a product of like old school like fatherhood? Like that's what like old school? Because I mean, I, I can I can spout, spout a very similar story about my pops, right? Yeah. Do you feel like that's like old school fatherhood, and then like? Like the new school fatherhood has evolved from that, or do you think that like your fatherhood style has changed because you're like, ah, my dad was this way, and I want to be a little bit different, a little more connected with my child, so I'm a I'm a father this way. I think it's a I think it's all of those, right? It's it's a few variables. Say what, Chris? How old was your pops? How old was your pops, Mark? How old was your pops before you know, like went around the time when that when that happened? And um, so my, my dad's been. He passed away probably like six years ago now, maybe. Um, I think around that time, I don't know. I don't know, man. But he wasn't really like that old. Like my dad probably still had to be early fifties. No, I don't because we. I don't know like what the age difference is like between me and my dad. I don't think I ever really thought about it in that way. I think it's like a thirty-year difference. You know, the year he was born, fifty-five. So yeah, so it's a 30, 31 year difference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dad so, was fifty-four. My dad was around the same age, fifty-four, I think. So a couple years. Yeah. And so yeah, so my dad was so that means my dad was was fifty something when he when he was going through that or whatever, right? But because of, you know, um drugs and severe depression and bad health, my dad always seemed a lot older than what he really was. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a huge attribute to the way my dad was with me growing up, right? Um, imagine being like this old school tough guy and then like crack his urban cities, you know, especially Detroit. And it just wipes out a lot of our parents of like our generation, right? A lot of our, our parents fell victim to it. Um, and so I'm talking about my dad is, you know, was 5'11", naturally one of those big 265, 270 kind of guys. And to grow up seeing him not in that and struggling with drug addictions um, and then what they weren't labeled as then but labeled now is like mental health issues with being depressed. Like I'm pretty sure if my dad went to the doctor if he was alive today, they would literally diagnose him with like clinical depression, right? And and probably uh, some kind of severe anxiety and PTSD type of thing. And so knowing that as an adult, realizing having a retrospect, like oh, he dealt with all of those different things on top of his bad health, on top of addictions, and then having that old school mindset of always being tough and not showing emotions that catered to how he fathered. Mm. And so I think I learned was just like, I need to make sure that I was 
all of the things that I thought I needed as a father and whatever I think my son needs or my kids need. And so I think that definitely changed the way that uh, I fathered because it was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want my son to grow up feeling empty or feeling like abandoned or I'm not paying attention or whatever the case may be. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think that's like that's similar to like my, my story with my pops. Um, but, but my perspective on it is like like as an adult, like the relationship between me and my pops was like that's that's where it solidified and those are the years I remember like being with my dad. because uh, like the cool thing and I, and I look back and I like my dad was always there throughout the, the childhood, even even though he had like, you know, the drinking, the drugs. Same, and, yeah. But he was always there. And and I look back and I'm like, you know what? I, I have so much respect for my pops because like he dealt with life the way he dealt with life. He was coping, but he was still there, right? Like he didn't just like bounce. I mean, yeah. It's fucked up shit. But he didn't just bounce. Like he was there. And I was like, you know what? He fathered the way he fathered, and I appreciate the way he fathered. Um, I didn't at the time going through it, but like looking back, I'm like, you know, he, he did the best he could with the tools that he was given. Um, and so, like, I look at our later years in our relationship, and I'm like, you know what? That's the kind of relationship that I want with my kid, like, throughout the entire life. Because, you know, we could have had, like, great, like, we could experience more life together if that relationship had started before. I mean, because my pops was old school, and like, I never called my dad dad. Like that was, it was weird when I go around another man. He calling his dad dad. And I'm like, oh your daddy daddy. Ugh. I thought it was weird that you didn't call your daddy daddy. Like <laughs> I was like, you call your daddy what? Like nah. Like <laughs> call my daddy by his daddy. Yeah, y'all. That's what that's what people do. <laughs> like that was that was a wild thing to me. Um, and then it wasn't until I got older where I was like, you know what, you pops now. Like he transitioned from like. Uh, Bebe, his nickname into Pops, and it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start calling you Pops now. Uh, and even that was like, I like you could tell that was like a transition in our, in our relationship because like I had a newfound respect for him as as a man and as a person. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my two cents. Collins, what you got? Yeah, that man, that's both interesting uh, to hear from y'all. Um, my dad is. My dad will be 60 um, this this July. Uh, but, I mean, we, we kind of did everything together. Like, uh, he was um, he was always there. Um, I mean, we went trips and did trips. And, you know, he taught us how to fish. He taught us how to, um, you know, we would always see him working on something. So, you know, we'd see him doing stuff here around the house and being handy, I guess. And that kind of just, uh, you know, kind of rubbed off on us. And, um, and you know, yeah, he had three boys at the time. So it was, um, and, and my oldest sister, um, that wasn't his kid, you know. <laughs> so he stepped in and, and still, uh, and, and, you know, and my mom got married and stuff. My, yeah, my oldest sister, so. He stepped in, and I mean that's that's who she know is, is dad. You know what I'm saying? His daddy and stuff. And so, um, you know, uh, other than you know, and everybody has their struggles. 
so I think when it was probably, I was probably maybe around like 10, 10 years old and stuff like that. Um, you know, he cheated on my mom and stuff and ended up having, you know, a baby and then a couple babies after that, you know what I'm saying? Um, with the same other woman, uh, but, um, so they ended up getting divorced when I was probably like 12 and man, that was like a hard time, uh, maybe a little bit younger, but that was like a hard time because like my mom was, um, pretty with my little brother. This was like 96, 95, 96, around that time. And, um, pregnant with my little brother and, Man, like the conversations I had with them later about that time, like as an adult, is crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I do have a, a, a great amount of respect for my dad. Um, you know, he he went through his struggles with, as far as like drug addiction and stuff like that as well for a period of time. Um, so he moved out the house, and when my mom and him got divorced, probably like. Uh, Hold on, man. We got a sound track. Right. <laughs> probably like, uh, hold on, sorry. <laughs> so that was probably like, yeah, that, that was a tough time, man, because he moved out. And, um, you know, as a kid, being that age, like, you want your dad around. Um, so it was just a tough time, but. Um, he, he moved out, you know, he was doing what he was doing, but he always, we always seen him. He always kind of checked in. Um, he ended up like moving into this house that was like a couple doors down to us <laughs> on the same block. Yeah. The time. So, I mean, that was cool. But, um, you know, after that, he, he got cleaned up a, few, a couple years later. Um, I don't know what you want, he said he's trying to be on the podcast. Right here. Exactly. He said, let me tell you about my my dad. <laughs> but um man, to, to wrap it up though, like um I I think so he I had a great childhood, I would say. I think my little brother kind of lost out on it because that was a time he was like transitioning out and you know, um not really being around as much, you know as you would if we was living together and stuff. Um, but um, when, I, when, when I turned a teenager and got to college and stuff, um, uh, you know, we, we kind of had a, a stronger connection at that point. Um, he, he told me about, you know, I think it was kind of, uh, it was big, a big deal for him to kind of tell me about that time in his life when he was making those mistakes and stuff. And being able to own up to that and, and really um, uh, kind of, I think, make amends with that um, was big for him and for me. To this day, we have a really great relationship. Um, and I think he's a, he's a great granddad, too. Um, I mean, a dude would literally give you the shirt off his back. <laughs> no. um, but, uh, yeah, man, he's... Uh, I think he's a great granddad. Uh, he was a great father. Um, again, you know, people have faults, you know what I'm saying? And that's his life, right? But um, he probably caused me more than I was calling him. 
uh, you know, over the last few years. Um, and, 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 you know, it's probably, um, I mean, we always tell each other we love, you know, I love you or whatever. And to kind of go back to the thing where him is talking about, you call, you call your dad, daddy. <laughs> uh, somebody had seen my phone one time and it was, uh, his name in my phone was daddy. I was like, uh, man, I was like 20 something. I was like, bro, what is it? You call your daddy, daddy? <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, that was <laughs> kind of my two cents right there. Just to be clear, I ain't never called my daddy daddy. I didn't call him dad, but definitely not daddy. That's that's a little different. Wait, what Christian call you? You you dad or daddy? Either or. Like it's like my son is different, man. Like he, like I remember, like he kind of cut into me one day, right? Because like you know, society teaches us because of course it's not coming from a healthy place. Like you should stop kissing your kids in the, in, in the lips at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And so like my son, once again, my son is nine. And I think we had this conversation like maybe two years ago. I went, I kiss my kids every night before bed and I tell them I love them. Like I tuck, like they still make me tuck them in, both of them. Mm -hmm. Like they will leave their bedroom light on until like I get there. Like, nah, that's your job. You're going to cut off this bedroom light so I can go to bed. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I went to kiss my son tonight, and I went to kiss him on the floor. He was like, "You better give me a real kiss." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I was like, no." I was like, "I probably shouldn't kiss you on the lips, son." He was like, "You're my daddy. Give me a kiss." <laughs> and I was like, "I can't, I can't argue with that." Like, yeah, I, I am. He was like, he was like, my mama boyfriend don't kiss me on the lips. <laughs> he was like, but you're my daddy. He was like, I'm your son. You better give me a kiss goodnight and tuck me in. I was like, all right, man. And so I never, like, I still kiss my son on the lips goodnight. Like, that's the only time I kiss him on the lips is like, goodnight, tuck him in. Any other time, like, he'll lean his forehead in and I'll give him a kiss and stuff like that. But, like, he still, like, lays on my chest. He still cuddles with me, lays under me when we, like, we have this scene where we watch, like, all the superhero movies together and stuff like that. So he still calls me dad, daddy, still tells me he loves me, gives me a kiss. So it's it's definitely different. Yeah, for me, man, I I mean, like now as a father, I'm like learning that that's okay. But like that affection thing was not something that like happened between me and my pops growing up. It wasn't like Same. I wasn't kissing or hugging. I, I wasn't calling him daddy. So, you know, it was it was different. Like the relationship there was different. But then as I got older, like I don't know, the relationship got more intimate, like, you know, in the sense of like, we would show the, those affections, but even then it was still kind of like weird. Cause like, yeah. now I'm a man and you a man. It's like, mm -hmm. ah, this, is, this is a weird dynamic, but uh, like even, you know, my father passed away as well, you know, a couple years ago. Um, but now even looking back at it, I'm like, man, I wish I would have been more uh, with, with my pops. Um, just because, you know, you like, and so you take those things for granted. And now, like, with my daughter, like, I literally cannot hold her without kissing her like 300 times. Like, I'm yeah. like constantly kissing her over and over. That reinforcement of just like, I'm here. I love you. I don't like, I want you to know that, like, we can be affectionate and this is going to be like a part of our relationship forever. Yeah. 
See, and I think like with my dad passing, uh, we never resolved like that. We never mended like that closeness. You know what I'm saying? We never had that, that resolution just because we were at odds because of like his issues and not having like having that lack of accountability. So even because of like me and you brotherhood, me and your brotherhood or whatever, like your dad probably told me he loved me or I'm proud of you or the handshake to hug more than me and my dad ever did. Yeah, I, I think, man, that, that really just speaks to um, being able to form, you know, strong bonds with, you know, with other adult males at, at really critical times in your life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mentioned like my dad when he was going through his stuff. I was a teenager, so <clears throat> that was probably the last time that I had saw him like through high school and stuff like that. So like I really didn't like I was in the sports and stuff. Um, he didn't really, he, I don't think I've really seen him come to like a, a hoop game or something like that. He probably maybe made it to one or two over my whole four years, you know, five or six, four or five years playing, but I never really saw him that time. So like, um, I mean, being connected to like, you know, other strong, you know, other adult male, positive male role models at that time was, was important for me. I mean, it could have went a different way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've been connected to, to some other folks. Um, but I, I think that's, that's, that's just really what it is. Like you find those attach, attachments and uh, connections or whatever. And, and that, that whole thing about, you know, having a sense of belonging and stuff like that. Um, I think that, that directly impacts, you know, how you kind of develop as a man, um, how you, you know, how, how you form attachments, how you how you view these things, and ultimately how you how you end up parenting and how, you know expressing uh, expressing um, you know love and all those kinds of things too. It's crazy. It's crazy that you mentioned that because, like, you know, when I think back about it now, like our group, right? Like our group of our friends, right? Like, I think, like, we, I've always felt this way, right? Like, where I felt like we lean on each other, um, like, in an accountability sense, right? Like, it's like, we lean on each other to be like, oh, such and such is doing this, so I need to step up my game to do that. But it's kind of like, we are fathering each other in a sense of like, we we making sure that we all are progressing in, in the same path. And I feel like that, like, what you're talking about, like, those relationships that you, like, you need to belong somewhere. So if I'm not getting it from my dad or from a father figure and I don't have another male figure that I'm getting it from, then I'm getting it from my, my friend group. And I think, you know, that's where like a lot of people go wrong is like if they don't pick that right friend group that they can like get that belonging from, then that's when like they learn the wrong lessons or they go down the wrong path. And I think we were fortunate enough to like still have our fathers in the background in whatever way they were, but also with each other, we formed these relationships. And then we had, you know, our, our male figures in, in the schools or, you know, wherever else we got them from. Yeah, man. I, like, I, I ain't really want to be at home a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was at school like all dang day, right? So, <laughs> um, and, and a part of that was I had fun there, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you can get them that at least that that two square meals, right? Yeah. <laughs> and my Jenny, Jennifer Granholm provided lunches, bro, was 
<laughs> no, I, man, I trust me, I totally get it. Cause for like me, my attachment was my martial arts instructor. Mm-hmm. And so like, he was more of a father than my father was in a short period of time that I had him until he passed away three years ago. Like, I mean, he bought me a computer right out of high school. He co-signed for two cars for me. I mean, I did, gosh, what, 75 tournaments from like white belt to, up, you know, black belt, whatever. And my dad didn't come to any. I think the only thing he ever saw me do was like test for, I think my first black belt or maybe my second degree black belt, one of those. And they barely made it to my high school graduation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, like that was my attachment to Henry, to be honest, because we, our, our brotherhood was so, we used to share clothes. We were so poor, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so like, I found my attachment with other families and my dad was still there. He was just in the background. And so I had to learn my lessons and what I thought was good fatherhood elsewhere. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I can see my father, father, and I'm like, yeah, I don't like how he did that. So I'm not going to do that. But this part of him was good. And I just learned to take people and things how, as they were and navigate that way. Well, see, the thing was that like back then, like in, in the moment, like we didn't look at it as like, oh, my dad is a bad dad. Right. Right. You're doing what he's doing. Like, it wasn't it wasn't like he was being a bad father. Now we look at it from a different perspective. We're like, ah, he, he had some opportunities. He could have improved in this area. Mm-hmm. But at the time, we just thought that was that was just life. That was just how how fathers fathered from Yeah, work. exactly. That so that yeah, like I didn't yeah, like you said, like I didn't think of any of that stuff until I got older and and looking back on it. Like at the moment we were just living, right? Yeah. Cause I don't even think my parents knew I was in martial arts until I brought home my first trophy. Right, right. Yeah, it was just like, what you do? What? (laughs) Yeah, man, it it was funny too, man. Like, uh, like so, uh, you know, uh, Chris Matheson, man, he was like, he was like everything. Like he he came, he he gave he gave me at least opportunities to, you know, travel to different states and do have these different leadership experiences. Um, he would like, he would pick me up on Saturday mornings, you know what I'm saying? To go to basketball games and different stuff like that. Um, so like having at least that attachment outside of the home, um, was, was like a healthy, um, not necessarily a distraction, but like just a healthy, um, a healthy escape from a lot of the stuff that was happening at home or, or not happening at home, you know? Yeah, that's it's crazy how much like healthy or uh, sports play healthy distractions for a lot of us. My bad, him. What you was gonna say? No, I was just gonna say. I think these are all like dynamics of fatherhood, right? Like, uh, like the way our fathers father, and then like having these relationships with other male figures who take us to games or you know play baseball and play catch, right? Like those are dynamics of fatherhood that like is glamorized. It's like this is what fatherhood should be. This is how fatherhood is defined. But I think, you know, like some of the bad parts are the tough decisions that needed to be made uh, that we don't really glamorize, but fathers make some, like 
staying in the picture is a tough decision to make because, like, man, there was times when, like, Charlie would be crying through the night or she would be crying, and I'd be like, man, you know what? I understand why Dad would go to the grocery store and never go back. Like, this shit is stressful. I don't know if I can take this. Like, it's the unpopular opinion, but it's true. Like, I could, like, I had times in my head where I'm like, man, I understand why, why some fathers can't take this. This is not for everybody. Everybody not built for this. But then you make the tough decision. And for them, the tough decision was like, I'm out. <laughs> and, and for us, it's like, yeah, I'm going to stick through it. I'm a, you know, I made a commitment. I'm going to stick through it. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. So, okay. So, fellas, so two things. What's your biggest lesson that you learn? uh about fatherhood as far as like doing something different and then two have you found like whether we realize it or not like we we get into that age to where we can reach back and be like father somebody else right like have that have that emotional connection uh to where we can uh impact someone else's life in the manner that someone else impacted ours um have do we have that other person yet? Mm-hmm. And and what's been the biggest thing that you felt like you wanted to do differently as a father, not like your father did? Okay, so it sounds like three questions. <laughs> no, that was two. Okay, oh. so I'll go. I'll go. I'll leave that. So for me, mine was uh, being emotionally vulnerable. Like I, my my dad wasn't like I didn't know my dad dealt with a lot of stuff right, and so I created a, a a safe space within my home for my kids and myself to be emotionally vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable right. So I can explain to them like, hey, daddy's not feeling well, uh, and this is why, or I don't like it when you do this because this hurts my feelings or things like that right. Um, being emotionally vulnerable, like allowing your kids to see you go through stuff and help them understand it, because then it allows them to see you as human and they understand human interaction a lot better. Like you teach them how to, I've, you know, taught my kids how to cope, how to deal with stuff. You know, it's more than just being tough, but how to handle those feelings too when you go through stuff at school, such as like bullies. Like it ain't just you hit them or they hit you, you hit them back. It's like, yeah, but how you feel after they, they did all that to you. So emotional vulnerability. And um, I just recently had an opportunity. Well, I haven't lost contact with this kid, but remember like when we were working at school, uh, Colin, and we had like our first fifth grade team. And so I, I got a young one who I actually just hired in in my job, Malik. And so I just hired him to work under me at a job. So, I mean, I met this kid. And actually, I didn't realize it, but I met him literally this summer. His dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And when we first met, it was like an instant connection. He kind of clung to me. And so from fifth grade to eighth grade, when he left our K-8 school, I kept in touch with him all throughout high school. I was there when he graduated high school. Well, it was pandemic, so I couldn't be there, but we came in contact and now at the age of 19, you know, we kick it, we talk, we sort through issues that he have and I've given him uh, a first or another job that's making more money than what he has. And so I felt like that was, this is probably one of my biggest ones that I've connected with. I've helped grow 
and I've helped transition into adulthood. Mm. Yeah, um, I think, uh, so I have a few. Uh, working at schools, you definitely meet a lot of kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm. I've been working at schools for like 10 years now, it's just crazy. I feel, I still feel pretty young. <laughs> but uh so i've been started to, real young yeah true but I, i've been able to form a lot of um really um great relationships with kids um probably the ones that people would categorize as like the bad kids too um and and still kind of keep in touch with 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 a few of them um i kind of over the last couple years i've not worked directly in the schools um, but I'm kind of getting a little bit more exposure now with uh, with my current role in um, youth sports um, management. So um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that I'll, I'll be able to uh, continue to develop relationships like that. But uh, primarily, I, I think um, within my own family uh, has been one of my nephews uh, who is surrounded by women his uh his his oldest sister his twin sister and his mom for most of his life um dad just kind of not been in the picture um was around but um i mean you know <laughs> absence says a lot you know what i'm saying so um i've just been really to trying to keep in touch and calling and checking on them, uh, especially out throughout the last year with um, the stay-at-home orders and all that stuff. You know, and I noticed he was struggling, uh, struggling a lot with just, you know, and he, he's like maybe 12 or 13 right now. Um, so kind of at, one, at that pivotal age for a young man, you know what I'm saying, to start to make his own decisions and, you know, some of them could be <laughs> uh, really kind of impactful for, you know, for his immediate future. So um, I, I think just trying to pour into him um, what he might be missing or um, just that that other connection to a, a relatively younger, <laughs> younger man um, in, in comparison to his age, you know, that that has some his best interests at heart. Um, so, I mean, I, I really try to, uh, you know, just again, make sure that I'm, I'm checking in with him and, um, sometimes he comes to stay with us and, uh, goes to work with me at different houses and stuff that I'm, I'm working on. So, um, yeah, but that, you know, that's, uh, kind of where I wanted to start, um, with trying to pour it back into, into him. Did you answer that? What was the other question? Did he answer the, uh, the fatherhood? Oh, did I, yeah. did I miss one? <laughs> yeah. The fatherhood lesson, right? Right, Mark? No? Yeah, like what are you doing differently? Oh, yeah. So, father. <clears throat> um, I, I think sacrificing, so I don't know if this is really different, but because uh, I, I think that's kind of what Henry was saying at some point, all fathers make, make those kind of decisions, but um, just sacrificing, uh, you know, some of my needs for uh, my kids. And uh, when I, I mean that by, 
you know, maybe I, I don't take a specific job or maybe I, you know, kind of simpler terms, maybe I, maybe I don't go fishing on this day and just stay at home and do stuff with the kids and, you know, capitalize on other opportunities to, to build with them. My kids are young. The oldest is six. My son will be four and my daughter will be two this summer. And um, I, I think as they, they grow up a little bit more and become a little bit more, you know, independent and stuff, I'll be able to take them and have them to do these things with me. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I go hunting every year. Um, you know, so I, I definitely want to teach my, my girls and my son how to, you know, handle weapons and go hunt and, you know, enjoy the outdoors and stuff like that. But um, yeah, sacrificing <laughs> some of my probably selfish wants um, is, is a is a big one. <laughs> no, I feel you because I'm I'm a selfish I'm a selfish brother, so I, I totally feel that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I say I say the biggest lesson for me is uh, or you know, like the thing that I'm changing or I wanted to do differently was um, it was important to me to be um, a provider. Like, I think that was, like, really important to me because um, I feel like growing up, like I said, my dad was there, but my mom was the provider, right? Mom's was the one that was working two or three jobs. Like, she was putting in the work uh, to hold the family together. So I just wanted it to be different, you know, when I had a kid. So it was important that I had, like, you know, my foundation established. Like, I had a career. I had a house that, you know, like, that I know I could pay for. I had bill like the bills all set so that, you know, like those things are paid for. Um, so like we didn't have to worry about the lights being cut off or, or water being cut off. Um, so that, that was like, that's big for me. And I want to make sure like, like, is that like that home life, that foundation for your kid, like gives them the, like the ability to thrive. Like if they got all their basic needs taken care of, right. Then they, then they don't have to worry about that. They can, they can thrive in other areas. So I, that was, that's important to me. And then like, I think it'll always be important to me. Um, and then, you know, as far as like the whole, am I fathering anybody else who is not my child? <laughs> um, man, it's crazy getting old because like you become the old head uh, and I'm, I haven't accepted it, but like a couple years ago I was on the court and somebody was like, Hey, I got old school. And I'm like, ah, where he at? Where, where that nigga at? He's <laughs> like, no, we got you. And I'm like, don't call me old school. <laughs> you ain't got me. <laughs> so so I feel like, Damn. like going into that role, right? Why does why does that hurt so bad? Cause you you know who you call old school, and in your head, you don't look like the one who you call <laughs> old school. That's why it hurts so bad. <laughs> Like, right. nah, I still look young. Look, look, I got this Nike gear on. I got Jordans. Uh, you got Jordans. Like, what, you, what you mean? Old school. <laughs> so, so no, I think uh, <laughs> now as I've, like, grown, like, now now, now that I've grown, like, these next last couple years, like, I've taken heed to, like, being the old school person and realizing that, like, you know, I got, I got wisdom. I got life experience. I got knowledge to share. So now I'm, like, any old school like nigga, like when when I get the opportunity, I'm spit, I'm dropping gems. I'm like, look, 
let me tell you this, young buck. <laughs> let me let me tell you this about life. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm fathering everybody right now. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that, that's funny, man. I I swear I'd be trying to drop gems real quick. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so what you need to do, young player. Is, uh... <laughs> See, don't do it like I would have did. Right, yeah. Right. Back in my right. day, we did it this way, but I'm trying to save you the trouble, young brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> we all it. This is wild. It's crazy wild. Every time I talk to Pauline, like when we went to the bachelor party, remember uh Remember that dude in the club? Like we were in the club, and it was a dude uh, who was like trying to dance, like this old. Well, that's how I describe. It. I was like, it was this old cat in the club, and she was like, "How old was he?" I was like, "He was like thirty-five. He looked like he was like 35, 36. And She was like, "You thirty-five?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess he wasn't an old cat in the club. I guess he was our age, but he just felt older. He, he felt out of place." So every time I explain somebody to Pauline, she know that they like our age. But I keep be like, yeah, yeah, it was this older, older gentleman, <laughs> this older lady that I saw today. And it's wild. I don't see myself as that age. I'm still like 27 in my prime. I, I don't either. Yep. Same here. I'm still like 26, 27. Speaking of speaking of like oh oh heads, like what is what is one thing that that you know you find yourself doing? Uh I guess that would put you at that uh <laughs> The dad. What is one thing that you find yourself doing that's maybe similar to something that your dad was doing or used to do um, that that you see yourself doing now? I don't know. For me, it was a lot of just like changing habits, right? Like, like I remember, like when I turned thirty, this this definitely about to be TMI. But I was like, yeah, I'm just wear these uh, sweatpants with no drawers. Go to the grocery store. I don't know that one, man. I, Listen, man. I stopped I stopped caring about like a lot of stuff. Out here free balling, bro. What? Bro, it's it's a great feeling. Or just like like healthy snacks. Like I love them now. Like if, you know, like I don't crave like processed foods or like unhealthy foods. I'm like, man, I'm about to go. I'm just sitting here eating these blueberries. Yeah, I like I wasn't, I wasn't doing like we didn't had, I didn't have these healthy cravings or healthy snacks when I was younger. I was eating anything because that bounce back was whatever. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We got to talk about the bounce back, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think my biggest hey, thing, you like, think. my 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 dad thing is uh like the grass. Man, I am like <laughs> I am all about the lawn. Like it's ridiculous. Like, I'm excited for summer, not because of summer. Like, I'm excited because my grass going to be popping. <laughs> like, I'll be looking at the grass, the other dudes on the on the street, and I'm like, man, y'all lines ain't right. Y'all ain't got them edges lined up quick, correctly. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> when I start talking that, people be like, and in, in small talk conversations, I'm like, so so what y'all lines looking like? And they're like, we're not talking about lines and lawn boards. What you talking about? So, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's where I know I'm I'm getting into dad territory. Man. <clears throat> yeah, man, that's man, that's funny, man. I'm like, I was just complaining to my wife because, like, we kind of got a narrow driveway, and it's surrounded by grass on both sides. And 
Like she'd be bagging in, <laughs> and like I, I just immediately be like, "You want to move a little bit? You kind of on the grass, right?" There. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's that's like, all right there. Like, like it's gonna kill my grass. Like, like I'll be like, you know what? I, I'll just park. Just, just get out. I, I'll park. Leave the car running. I'll, I'll change. <laughs> my other thing is like fixing stuff too. Like you be like, I can build that. Like, like first time I came over your, your crib for your birthday, Chris, I saw the wall behind you. I was like, that's nice. Okay, hold on. Let me go get some, pick up some pallets. I can build that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get some pallets. And the heat. The oh, heat. man. Like. Yeah, so y'all got some digital thermostats? Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I control that bad boy, too. Like, uh, who touching this heat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was that was probably that was that was definitely invented by dad, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Mine does not go over seventy. Oh yeah, no, we we I'm oh. looking at that heat all the time, and the lights on. Like, y'all better open some of these blinds. Why we got all these lights on? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, them definitely dad moves, and now I understand. Man, I listen. I almost lost it. Like my daughter was helping my my wife put away like clothes that she folded and stuff. And my wife's downstairs. And, you know, so they going up to the rooms, putting the clothes in the rooms. I come in the door, every single light on on the first floor. I'm like, what is... So me and my five at the time, we had to have a, a, a talk, a conversation. Like, listen, <laughs> hey, turn these lights off. Like, what? <laughs> let me get you a headlamp. What is you doing? Let me get you a headlamp. You wild. They walking around... <laughs> Get a candle or something. Right. Setting all these lights on this house. Sounding like Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. Man, that's uh that's three cents an hour worth of light you uh wasting over there. <laughs> no, real talk. <laughs> that stuff add up. Yeah, dude. I'm glad we ain't got no water bill, man, because we live in a township, so it's just a well, so we only you know pay this set rate. My wife washed clothes like every week. I'm like, I mean, every day, I'm like, listen, we don't have, <laughs> first of all, we don't have as much, these mini dirty clothes. I don't even know where you're finding all this stuff, but you washing too much. Like, can you just do it on Sundays? Like, you know what I'm saying? They do, Damn, like, they do be coming up with a lot of clothes to be washing. I, I can't remember the last time I washed clothes. I know. It'd be like, I'd be like a whole month before I like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should wash these. <laughs> I envy y'all, because uh, I be having to wash clothes every weekend, especially with my kids. Yeah, I mean, I we can do every weekend. She be watching like once a day at least. I'm like, nah. listen, this is too much. I definitely, I only wash my clothes like maybe like once every every two or three weeks when I try to get to mine, because I just got enough to where I don't have to wash that that often. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, cool, cool, gentlemen. 